Hello. So this is episode two. If you watched episode one, thank you. Even though it was terrible. This episode, I actually had, I guess you could call them guests, but we were literally just talking, me and two of my best friends. Um, and I'm here with Nikki. Hi. <laughs> and we didn't really have a clear outro from last night. So, I mean, intro. So we're just going to do this now. So in this episode, we kind of talk about, we talk about DID a little bit and not like any of our struggles with DID, but, um, you know, just the, the subject, the community and disorder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we touch on therapy, panic attacks and like parents and like family relationships and stuff like that. Um, and then we also talk about eating disorders a bit. Um, some toxic friendships and you know like casual sex kind of with friends (laughs) a bit um so yeah if any of those topics would trigger you please you know proceed with caution or you know just this episode isn't for you so yeah enjoy us being dumb Oh, talk about your therapy, your first therapy experience. Like, what was it like? What did you guys talk about? How did you feel about it? What would you recommend? Just like, like the first time I went in there. Yeah, like meeting your therapist, your first therapist ever. Oh, I mean, it was fine. It would have been better if my mom wasn't there, because oh, then I couldn't really say as much. Even like, if they were asking questions and I was clearly getting upset, like I couldn't really say like why. Mm. In particular, what kind of questions did they even ask? Just like stuff about past trauma and like, did you do this? Did this happen to you? Oh, oh yeah. Mm. So I was kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's But I literally cried for the whole hour, so that was fun. Why did your family ever hate you? <laughs> what? It's like no. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they ask stupid shit like personal shit that you obviously might not want to say in front of your parents. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. But yeah, so that was kind of it. Um, she, I thought she was nice. She works with animals and stuff, so that's kind of cool. It's different. Um, yeah, than just sitting in a fucking room. Yeah, like we can walk around and like go hang out with animals. Literally, like the only thing that I would be able to focus on and occupy myself while I was like in my therapist's office, like my first long-term therapist, because like the first girl I had mm-hmm. for what a few months. Like, I think I had the therapist for, like, a year and a half. It was it was bad. I don't think I made really any progress during that time, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I only got worse. Love that for me. Um, Like, we just didn't work out. But obviously, I know that she might have patients that were perfectly with her. Um, yeah. Uh, the, do you know the I, fuck t- was I, I told you about that? like three hour long mental health twitch stream i was watching yeah oh by the way guys like um i don't know if any of you are interested in twitch streams but if you are like go watch nia too um she talks about a lot of mental health and it's good to Mm. watch and she is studying to become a therapist that's awesome yeah so basically she was talking about all this therapist stuff and that it's normal for you to tell a therapist like you are not the fit for me like because they understand that that's their job to understand that everyone has a therapist that works uniquely with them yeah and it's not like they're a bad it's just therapist. like i didn't get validation like that for my therapist mm. where i could trust like basic shit like that 
that you think that um literally a like a human with common sense could understand this so it doesn't make any sense why your therapist would say or do something like that Mm. like that's like that's like best case scenario yeah and just like certain people need certain types of things yeah exactly like some people need to be fucking yelled at into motivation Mm -hmm. and some people need to be comforted yeah so it's very different for everyone you know some people need to you know lessen things that have gotten out of hand and some people need more Mm. you know like like if you need some rationality like you are not god yeah you know like you this narcissist needs to come down this toxic behavior needs to come down like you are the problem yeah but the problem a lot of times with like toxic people that these i've known from um one or two people that i had talked to went to therapy as well like and i knew they were in like just not good people but Mm -hmm. they would just lie and their therapist would end up increasing their complex and the continuous behavior of being toxic yeah which is a problem because a lot of people if you're toxic and a narcissistic a narcissistic person you're not going to admit that you're fucking toxic exactly so you're just worsening everything yeah but then i know that it's the side hey we're talking about mental health and like toxic people if mm. you want to join lauren's chilling yeah um she's just <laughs> over there being a cute, little boy. a cute little burrito sometimes we're trying to just be like like go out do something like make plans instead it's like i'm mad at you for being in your room you're punished so i'm just like okay i guess i'll just sit in my room even longer Ugh, juliet god fucking damn it yeah like really bitch <laughs> be annoying but mm-hmm. they don't understand i don't think they really grew up in a very understanding household yeah so they don't know how to be understanding mm-hmm. especially my dad i tell him anything he's like suck it up and like mm. when he is comforting it's a very rare moment yeah i'm i try to um you know, because my parents aren't very open about, like, if they've really struggled with mental health before. I know I was talking to my mom once and I asked her, like, oh, like, have you ever experienced, like, an anxiety attack, a panic attack? And this was, like, after the psych ward. So, like, there was a bunch of stuff that she didn't know about. But I was like, okay, might as well ask these questions that I've been wondering. But I didn't want to tell her how bad my panic attacks have been. Um, Not, like, in the... They don't happen as often, but when they do, they're a lot worse. And I had, like, a major one that was, like, low-key traumatic shit. What triggers your panic attacks? Specifically? Mm-hmm. Or, like, um, very, like, kind of broad things. Um, I really feel feeling shitty about dance. Mm. And feeling anxiety about dance and feeling like I'm just completely terrible and I can't do anything. And I'm not putting enough effort in, but I need to focus on myself. And that's selfish because... There are other people who are waiting for me and my teachers want me to do good, like, especially in acro. And if there's a skill that I've been doing well with and I lost it, mm-hmm. like a lot of acro skills, like, I'm so glad that my turns are just as good, if not better, than what they were before. If I had lost my turns, I literally would have cried. Mm-hmm. I cried once because I was worried about three alicicons into a double, which is literally nothing for me now. Mm. Um, 
three Alcicons into a double, and that had me crying on the floor in my studio. Because mm. I would do, and Sophia would keep saying, like, okay, like, you got to get this. And she was like, Leah, like, like, you fell out of it again. Like, Leah, straighten the knee. You know, like, she kept pointing me out. Not intentionally, you know, but if she, if someone's not getting something, they're like, you need to be consistent. If you're going to be here, you need to be consistent. Like, they're Mm. good. They're decent, if not better, every time. Mm. I was hitting, like, one Alcicon and dragging out of it, so. That had me crying on the studio floor, and the little girls came up and were like, What's wrong? Uh, Don't cry. What's wrong? Uh, um, Nothing wrong. And the mom is like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm just really tired. (sighs) Anyways, that was a long ramble. That. (coughs) Um, Obviously, like yelling. And, and, like, confrontation with authority. Like, I think I've had panic attacks many times in my childhood. And I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And, like, I need to realize that within myself. Because I always feel so invalidated about my anxiety. Because I know that people have been experiencing panic attacks since age six. And the first time that I did where I kind of knew what it was, like, after it was done. Like, I didn't know what it was first. When I knew, like, okay, that was my first panic attack. That was, like, seventh grade. Like, mid-seventh grade to end. And so that feels, like, too late for it to be valid. And I realized I had, I was, like, having anxiety symptoms, like, pretty early on. So that was more due to, like, this whole fucking stomach issue thing. And, like, all these doctors I had to go to. Like, crazy tests and shit like that. It was weird. Um, that's what, like, stemmed up my anxiety. Which, that was honestly, like, fucking traumatic. Low-key, what? Not me, like, making strides in therapy. By myself. Like, that was pain, dude. Low-key, sometimes I'd have such bad stomach pain that I cannot walk. I had a pretty damn good childhood, except for, like, public embarrassment and shame for my father. But besides that, I had good family on my other side, except for my uncle and aunt. They, like, said a lot of offensive shit about me and, like, bullied me into an eating disorder because I stayed at their camp and um, I ate some bad food that was sitting in the sun and I got sick and they literally wouldn't feed me, like, that much food or, like, even, like, certain foods. They were like, you're going to get sick. I was like, bruh. And I told my mom and she was fucking pissed. But, like, they literally, like, won't leave me alone now. They, like, text me all the time. Damn. I have weird family, but I'm also, like, wicked close. Like, if my grandfather died right now, I'd probably drop off the face of the earth for at least a good two months. He's, like, my best friend. <laughs> oh, my life, he turned on by you eating that popsicle. <laughs> literally, like, high off my ass. Like, <laughs> This reminds me of the princess picture vibes. <laughs> she took a picture of me when I literally had, like, ice cream on my lip. And I was fucking high as hell. And she goes, you look like a princess. <laughs> I literally was ranting for, like, 
multiple minutes about how fucking she looked like a Disney princess like, bitch. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was so funny. You ever gotten the wind knock out of you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Scary as shit. In, in my rock. fucking you know, life. Me, I was trying to do a back hip, back like a back walkover, and I was us. Uh, I fucking landed flat on my fucking back, and all the wind got knocked out of me. And I was literally literally people don't talk about that shit. Yep. You know how literally no one talks is? about it. I was literally laying on the floor for like a good forty-five seconds to a minute, like fucking, like being like, "This is death." Goodbye, everyone. They last so fucking long. Like I was like, "What the fuck?" It was a big story about how my brother got the wind knocked out of him. This is the first time. Yeah, I think I've got the wind knocked out of me like four times by now, because I'm a dumb bitch. It only happened to me once because I got so scared the first time. Mm. Um, there was this like snake thing. At a park mm. made of handlebars. I was climbing up one of like the hill parts mm. and I fell back onto the bars mm. on my back. Mm. Ooh. I probably fell like a foot at least, two feet. Yeah. But like on the fucking bars. It's always when you land on your back or get kicked or punched in the stomach. Mm-hmm. That's always what it fucking is. I've never experienced a kicked or punched in the stomach. Because... Actually, I've gotten the wind knock on me twice because fucking karate. Yeah. That Ooh. was when all this shit fucking happened. I swear on my life. <laughs> but anyway the first time i ever got the wind knocked out of me i was i think like i don't really it doesn't really happen often because i'm not a very active person yes um and skiing oh yeah <laughs> skiing my like i don't even remember i'm saying i want to i want to talk <laughs> i want to talk about something that i can talk about too okay well what do you want to talk about like, no, like, mental health shit. I don't know what to talk about. Oh, so, like, I think this is a whole fucked up me being an attention seeker. I don't even know. No, me too, bitch. Don't, don't just know. own it. Just, just say it, you know? Just own it. I think I borderline might have an eating disorder. Mm. I think you borderline might be developing one if you keep going down this road, love. Mm-hmm. Sips tea let's and it's unsweet. All right, now that we're on the topic, let's talk about eating disorder experiences. <laughs> <laughs> I got all ends of the spectrum, baby. Ninety percent of the time, I have a binge eating disorder, and people think like, "Oh, you're just eating all this food because you want to eat the food." No, bitch, I'm not even fucking hungry. Like, I physically cannot stop eating food. So that's a fun thing yeah. that caused extreme weight lo- weight gain over quarantine. And before I had a physical, because I get very bad anxiety before my physicals, because the doctor always judges me about my weight. Me too. I literally didn't eat for two weeks and lost 15 pounds. And then after the physical, I went up to New Hampshire with my parents and we ordered food and I ate like a normal size meal. Literally fucking felt like my stomach was going to explode. And I literally puked like five times. Fuck. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone through that bad of like not eating for a while. It's mostly just been binge eating. But like when I'm with friends, it's easier to deal with, mm. you know, because yeah. I'm more focused on being with people than eating. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that like I can do when I don't know, like you're at my house, like, because I always thought. I know this is bad, but I always thought when you talked about, like, struggling with an eating disorder, I thought it was mainly 
like strewed with fictions and purging. It used to be more so that type of concept, but like now it's more on the other end of the spectrum. Mm. I don't know what flipped it, but you know. And it's yeah. like, but then I'll have like very small periods of time where I literally just like forget to eat. Mm. And then I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah. That's a big chest noise for a small yeah. burp. The fuck? Oh, literally my chest my chest burped. Okay, everyone else talk about their eating disorders or eating disorder type symptoms. Um, Lauren, you can go because I've already had to talk about them a lot and I'm thinking about a doctor that I have on the psych board that I don't want to think about because I hate her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Oh, wait, by the way, I'm so sorry. Are we all consenting and agreeing that it is okay, okay to be talking about weight and numbers and the amount of food that you're eating and calories and shit like that? also it's a safe space and if you share something it doesn't have to be yeah we're completely validating and supportive Mm -hmm. here and nothing that's said right now will be remembered tomorrow yeah Mm. (laughs) literally though or further talked upon Mm. yes unless unless it's brought up by that person yeah or unless it's really in their best interest Mm, exactly Okay, sorry, Lauren. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know what to talk about. I mean, like, anything. Just anything that you've had to deal with having to do with, like, eating disorders. Or just, like, thought processes about it. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I look at a lot of foods and stuff as, like, kind of like i don't know how to describe it like their stereotype i guess mm-hmm. like like salad is healthy um a sort of like sweets are bad yeah like i'll just see piles of sugar mm. there was this one time where we went to like the science museum or something and they showed what like actual like what five pounds of fat was and like what five pounds of muscle was and the fat it kind of looked like yellow jello <laughs> Vanilla pudding. and it was like just like a bunch of it and that's I always like all ate, I see ate now. Yellow jello in the sidewalk. <laughs> and it's like yeah. Mm. Ooh. And then like my dad like low key yells at me when I don't. My sister like makes fun of me for it. When you don't eat, your yeah. sister makes fun of you? Kind of. She's like, oh my god, Lauren, just eat. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, and you know what? That's actually way more common of an experience that people think. And you know, if anyone ever came out about or saw that, did that publicly, you know, other people would be like, what the fuck are you doing? But Mm -hmm. even at lunch, I have a friend, I won't name them, I won't even use their gender, but they really struggle with eating disorder stuff. And they've talked to me personally about it before. And um, I know it's a struggle, but they're not so open with others about it. But obviously, if you're at lunch and you have an eating disorder and you're on that side of the spectrum, you're probably not eating or you're drinking a seltzer. And that's a very like it's a repeated pattern for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, And this friend like does that. And the two other people that we sit with, one of them, um, they are like a sarcastic person, but they don't mean harm. They don't know they're doing harm. Um she will make jokes to the other person who's struggling and being like come on just eat like here's some food just eat it like take this food like go buy lunch like really why aren't you eating Ooh. 
and like I know it affects them, but obviously they they won't say anything because they're a pushover, and I've had to help them start saying no to more and more things because that was a thing we worked on. Hmm. Like me when you merge. I guess so. I mean, I'm just more. I'm always telling you to get rid of those toxic bitches that you were with. That's a little bit different. Because for me, I have very bad abandonment issues, and that's what causes 99.9% of my. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying, like, I'm kind of like your Yoda. What? (laughs) My Yoda? (laughs) I look out for you. Yeah. I use my special powers to try to tell you to get rid of those hoes. Which is very nice. But the problem with me is I know when people are being toxic. And even if I know they're being toxic, I'm still going to pretend it's not happening. No, yeah. I'm just giving you the opportunity. No, yeah. Like, if you need me to fucking text her, I will find her Instagram and DM her and like this whole long paragraph. I know. Get the fuck away from you. Let's hang out the three of us when you're in the fucking bathroom. I'm going to beat a bitch up. (laughs) I know, I know. And then we'll have to fucking spring from the house because she's going to press charges because (laughs) she's that kind of bitch. I'm probably low-key going to add a segment in here of how long it takes me to fucking edit this. But this is a fun thing for me to do tomorrow. True. Mm-hmm. Keep you busy mm-hmm. until I can show you my fabulous gay haircut I'm getting. Yes, please, bitch. Oh I'm God. so excited. Show me too? Should like, I post on my main? Mm. Do it. You better fucking do that shit. Guys. Post, post one of the TikToks that you make. <gasps> yes. That's a fucking bold-ass move. I think I might have to get glasses soon, too, so I'm going to be fucking hot. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. My fucking paper from my tea fell in the <laughs> water. Just wait till I start dressing in fucking men's khakis, belts, and collared shirts, and it's over for everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wait until I look like an actual anime boy. I'm literally not going to be able to control myself. I'm going to be on top of you in five seconds. I kind of <sighs> love that, though. Not me sipping tea like a grandma. <laughs> This is like I'm gonna fuck you so hard. I love having close friendships with people that I can literally be like, I'd fuck you, and it's not a problem. Dude, that's fat. <laughs> or like casual. Tell her about the pact that we made. Oh, oh we yeah. said what was it by the end of 21? By the end of 2021, if mm-hmm. neither of us are in relationships, we're gonna have a completely open. We're gonna be fuck buddies, and yes. we're gonna be able to do what we want and yeah, just tell each and other. just completely be open and just fuck our tra- each other when we're horny. <laughs> <laughs> Or, nice or a good situationship mm-hmm. you and know what? i can we talk about polyamorous polyamorous relationships that shit I is low key. so fucking with bad. three people three? there's three times on the fucking all, all the fucking time i literally like i've thought about this so much i low-key i want to be in a threesome so bad i've been in one let's do it <laughs> <laughs> i really want to be married into a polyamorous relationship that's cute as fuck. I really want to have like that is cute as fuck. Two people to love. Good poses for pictures to post on Facebook. Except oh, I will not God. be getting married around any of my family. No, that's <laughs> so true. They will not. You understand. have to move to like Antarctica. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have to go to fucking Pride together. <gasps> I'm sorry, God. we're talking about a lot of gay shit. <laughs> Do it. That's so iconic. We should. I wanted to ride so bad. I was supposed to go. My mom was like, they're shooting. Oh, why do I want your life? Yeah, I fucking love them. Oh my god. No, that's the only. I, my sister is literally like, if my sister was gone, you would never hear from me again. What? I'd be gone. If my sister was like dead, I'd be dead. Oh, oh, oh. I think you meant like when she goes to college. No, no, no. I'm no. like, bitch, that's too soon. <laughs> no. You'll be coming to my funeral. Shut I the fuck up. will be visiting her apartment at least once a week. Did I tell you about the deadline that I promised my therapist in partial? It's your birthday. Oh. 
I was like, I have to be alive. You know what I was fucking thinking? What? I was like, I have to be alive for Nikki's birthday. Because if she has to fucking spend her birthday thinking about how I could be there and I'm not, that will fucking break me. That's sad. Stop. I don't like thinking about dead people. (laughs) I mean, I did try to kill myself, so I guess I kind of abandoned that for a little bit. But that's what I promised her. So this episode did not have a clear outro at the end. I feel like I was doing the whole thing. Um, so if you want to, like, say the outro. Okay, so we were kind of all over the place, so sorry for that. But we're just basically, this episode, you know, we touched on a lot of good stuff, but we were also trying to figure out the mechanics of how we are going to clip and edit things in a certain way to just be respectful to everyone and ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like so, some yeah. things that we were talking about, which, you know, just wouldn't be appropriate. But, um... Yeah. I don't know what to say, like, at the end. Should I have, like, a thing? Yeah. We'll think of let's, something. Let's create something right now while the podcast is listening. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Maybe not. Okay, <laughs> bye, fuckers. That's what I said when I left the sideboard. Oh, yeah, you told me about that. My Claire, my fucking psychologist, got really mad at me. <laughs> okay, anyways, bye. <laughs>